Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode three, episode three of the Sports for Dummies podcast series three. I am joined today by the face of Parker's Cars. <laughs> Hope, how are you doing? <laughs> Legend. Bless you. Yeah, buzzing. Buzzing about that news. There you go. Huge stuff. Shout out to Hope, everyone. Give a little hope. So this is a podcast for you, whether you know anything or nothing about sports, we're going through three stories of the week, wacky, bizarre, anything that's going on in the world of sports and hope, unfortunately, I would ask how you're doing, but I know you're not, you're okay, but it's not brilliant. Talk to us. I know. So last night I had a little bit of a, a cough, but I thought nothing of it. Just thought oh, I'm a bit tired and might have a little bit of a cold coming. This morning I've done a COVID test just because I'm a responsible adult and I come back positive and I'm like what on earth <laughs> I don't believe it so yeah I've got COVID after avoiding it since it first started annoying what I'd say on the note of I know it's slightly disappointing for you having COVID one thing I'm going to comment of the week is that actually I've had a brilliant week it's been loads of fun went to yeah, a wedding sorry, I didn't was... even ask you did I no it's alright I've had a really good week actually it's been it's been really fun I went to a wedding it was wicked had spent some time with um, my family excellent the only thing I'm going to comment though right of course as everyone knows, in the UK, for any non-UK listeners today, we have a storm coming in on the time of recording on Thursday. It's called Storm Dudley. And now I'm thoroughly disappointed by the name because I think there is a there was a great opportunity there to call it Storm Darth Sidious. Call it something scary. Calling it Storm Dudley is pathetic. Don't put your washing outside. It might end up next door. <laughs> or in a different country. On to story number one, which ties in quite nicely with things looking at reminiscing while you're inside with COVID. Talking about Liverpool, which is where you were last weekend. Whee! So yeah, we went to I went to Liverpool for the weekend. My cousin's there at uni. She's now got tonsillitis and I've now got COVID. So first thing, I think Liverpool is riddled. <laughs> yeah, cabs. I mean might be. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I drove four hours, so I'm sure it's probably from one of the service stations or whatever. Um I had a wicked time. I had such yeah. a good time. Um on the Friday, we went, um, well, we went for dinner and then we ended up at this bar, literally right next door to our apartment, which was really good. And we met this Scouse lad who actually supports Everton. And Aww. apparently 
people who are called people who are Liverpool supporters are called Copites. Yes. And then Everton supporters are called Toffees. Yeah. Yeah, so I learned a lot from him. Um, <laughs> there you he, go. Was a ni- he was a nice lad. He was proper scouse, but he was a nice lad. Um, and then the next day, we, my cousin went to work. So I actually went to explore and I went to the Docklands. And I've been to Liverpool before, but I stayed in this place called the Cabbage Hall Hotel, which is notorious for a lot of stabbings. That is actually near the stadium, um, but it's quite a... Not the nicest area, I would say, no. from, what I ex- from what I experienced. Whereas the Docklands, it was all lovely and open space and all of the buildings. It's not like London where it's all flashy and glass. It's all like nice stone. Um, yeah. And it was nice with the water and it was all windy and blustery. Not like Dudley, but nicer than Dudley. <laughs> and then, obviously, sorry, I'm really going on here about my visit to Liverpool. I then, the next day on Sunday... Went to Anfield and Way. it was amazing. I would 110% recommend people going on that tour because I learned so much. I purchased a lot of things from the shop and it was just super, super cool. I sat in the chairs where they sit when they're waiting to go on. I stood in Klopp's Square. Brilliant. Sitting. I'm loving I this. Loved is it. Class, I loved you, it. It was super class. Excellent. And I don't know how much my cousin paid because it weren't just the £20 tour that me and you were talking about. She must have paid more because we went to the yeah. museum after as well. Oh, wow. Well, shout out to your cousin. What a legend. Well, that sounds brilliant. And then for the, please do go look at our TikToks. Hope made some TikToks while in Liverpool at Anfield. Please check them out um, and share them on your social media. That would really mean a lot to us. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you had a good time at Anfield. I mean, it's an amazing place. And obviously, it means a lot to me, especially... You know, I haven't been to Anfield over two years now because of COVID. And so actually for you to be able to go as part of a little sports and dummies team is wicked. Um, hey. So yeah, it's really good. I've I just, done, the, um, I done the pat thing as well when you're going through the walkway and you pat the sign. The pat thing? You mean when the, like all the players, yeah, all the players. Yeah, pat I did things. have yeah, to yeah, jump yeah. quite high. And apparently, <laughs> apparently Klopp told them that you have to earn the right to touch that. Yeah, And he brings new do. players in. That's the rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if Diaz has been able to touch it yet. I don't know. I mean, he's not played badly. Did he got an assist in his first game, to be fair? So, he, you know, he's, he's done quite well. But He's definitely obviously... integrated well into the team. I mean, when, yes, I know we're going to talk about the game, but when Bobby scored yesterday, he was the first person to jump on him and it just looked like he'd been there. It looks like he'd been playing for him for years. Not like, as we know, Manchester United, still not gelling well. He's come in and he's just gelled straight away. Yeah, absolutely. And we can we can we can briefly touch on Man United in a bit, hope. But that is right, of course. Liverpool did win last night. We beat Inter Milan 2-0 at the San Siro. It looks like we might advance slowly into the quarterfinals. Obviously not gonna get gonna get ahead of ourselves just yet. Um but it's fantastic. It was a great well, it wasn't a great performance, great result. Performance was a bit naff, but you know what? I'll take the three points at the end of the day, um, or the win, effectively, in the Champions League. The only downside, of course, was Jota twisting his ankle. We'll probably find out more tomorrow how bad that looks. That was a shame. So Jota came off at half-time with the injury. Um, so that's that's a bit disappointing. But do you know what, Hope? I, I don't know what your thoughts on the game were, and you could tell me all about it. But, um, yeah, what, what were your thoughts on, on our performance as a whole? <laughs> Clearly, I was talking all the way through it, or it wasn't capturing my <laughs> attention, because I don't remember him hurting his ankle. And I did have the game on. Um, I was my only main comment is yeah it wasn't it wasn't too exciting I think we had a lot of um, we went in very confidently the first half especially we looked like we weren't afraid to to show what a great side we are um, there was a bit where Mane did a bicycle kick to try and get it in the goal and he missed yeah. and I said to my mum and dad I went hold on a minute because the commentators were like oh we tried to do that he failed when Thiago done it the other week yes it was like oh my god did you see his attempt that bicycle kick oh my god he didn't get it in either 
But everyone was like, oh, Mane tried. Like, what the hell I, is that about? I think it's hard to... I know that's difficult. I think the only comment on that would be Thiago's was from 20 yards. Like, the effort to score that that he did... Yeah, okay. It, it, was... With this, the skill and precision was a lot it was very different but you're right any bicycle kick is a bicycle kick at the end of the day shame neither went in but either way I agree with you I, I take your point I thought in the first half I thought we were fairly naff to be honest I thought we didn't really turn yeah. Up. It was, yeah it was really slow well Inter Milan Inter Milan started you know brightly they were on top of course they don't have full capacity at the moment because of Covid over in Italy um, but I just thought we didn't create you know we you know we created chances but that, that mm. killer final pass and our killer instinct at the end didn't work out it was constant you know it was like create all the chances but don't score and actually of course into hit the crossbar um i thought they should have gone in uh, up to be honest i was i was quite concerned you know we start the second half it was a bit slow again um and then obviously he made the substitutions and things changed from that point on but yeah sorry my dad's doing diy i've told him i'm recording that's okay (laughs) i also don't want to tell him not to because um, my mum wants him to get it done i will say as well on the game um yes I wonder if, obviously, Salah and Mane were out for the African Cup of Nations. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's taken them a little bit of time to get back into the rhythm. That might be something. Also, yeah. Trent, stop shooting too high. Every time <laughs> he aims, it's like, stop it. It just goes too high. He's trying to hit a seagull in the sky, I reckon. Come on, Trent. Oh, I want you to do better. You know what, though, Hope? Trent does have an absolute rocket of a right foot on him. That's the only thing I'd say. And when he does get it on target, it's amazing. His shooting when he took accuracy... that penalty yesterday, it was good and it was close. But most of the time, he goes too high. Yeah. Not penalty, penalty be... free kick. Free kick. There you go. Even Look, you're learning. The fact you've picked... I'm you've not a dummy up. anymore. I no. am. I'm entering smarty mode. <laughs> we, need to like a, we need to make a table of like, and we'll put you like on a ladder. It's like moving stars. Up. <laughs> yeah. like, that, like when you're on, you're at school, you'd have like grey cloud and then like whatever they were called like that. We'll do that. Um, but no, of course, Firmino did clean, as you said, Firmino did score that goal and, and Diaz jumped on his back. Um, Robertson obviously whipped the ball in. Firmino, very clever backwards header into the goal, made it 1-0. Now, fun fact you hope, because we've got all the facts, of course, on Sports for Dummies. That is Firmino's 11th goal as a substitute for Liverpool in all competitions. And actually, no player has scored more off the bench for the Reds under Jurgen Klopp. So he is number one on the list for the most goals as a substitute. Oh. So there you go. Fun little fact. I, li- I liked his seat when I went to the changing room because I saw the changing room, everyone, at the stadium tour. I saw the away team stadium, uh, the away team's dressing room as well. It was rather naff compared to the our yeah. team. And my cousin was going around looking at all the seats and I went, oh, there's a Riggy. She went, what? I went, don't like him. I don't like him because I think he's just there for the money. He doesn't actually care about the team. <laughs> I don't I'm like him. But I <laughs> think... <laughs> Bobby Firmino does, and I'm glad he scored a goal. Bobby is a legend, absolute legend. Hope Bobby, Mike, well, Bobby. Hope Bobby Firmino has one of the best chants in English football. Definitely worth putting an insert in here. Of course, we as always, I'm going to bring the other stats too because there are quite a few fun stats. Actually, last night was a game full of facts, which I found very, very interesting. So, 
James Milner, of course, came off the bench as a substitute. He made his 800th appearance in football. So there you go. That's one fact for you. The other fun fact for you was Harvey Elliott obviously started the game. He actually played quite well. Looked like he fitted in quite, um, quite nicely. Of course, he is now the youngest player to ever start a competition. Uh, no, sorry, to start in the Champions League for Liverpool at 18 years and 318 days old. Very precise. So there you go. Have I know. you got the hours and the minutes as well, Lewis? Come on. No, because it will have changed. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to see him back on top form. Um, it's it's nice that. having some new players on the field. Exactly, and it's com- it's you know it's very comforting actually now that of course Jota could be out for a, you know a certain spell on the sidelines. The fact we've got Diaz to step in, even if it, he decides, and chances are he'll probably play Bobby because Klopp is a huge Bobby Firmino fan. I imagine Luis Diaz will be off the bench, but the firepower we have with him versus without is so so important because if one of those front three now pick up an injury, we have the perfect player to slot in and fit in there, being Luis Diaz. But coming back to Origi, hope. Interesting, interesting opinion you've added there. So my take on Origi is this. He is a man who is a, for me, he is one of the best players off the bench. So he won't start for Liverpool. He's, you know, he he knows as a footballer, he will never start in front of that front three, even the front five. But hope, even if he is that, he still plays a role because he has scored some of the most important goals for Liverpool. And don't forget, he won us the Champions League in 2019. He was no, the man know, to do it. I know, I know. I know he scored goals. I know he can be all right, but I just don't like his aura. Right. I understand I understand that. For me personally, my take on it is that he's not a top striker. You know, he might start for like a Norwich. He's you know, he's kind of like a mid-table Premier League striker, might score five or ten goals a season. But the thing he brings on for Liverpool and the, the way the reason why I like him is actually because he he comes on and he just runs. That's the only thing that's good about him too. He just runs. You know, some players when they come on, they sort of like mope about. I remember when we had Liverpool had Balotelli and he would come on and it's he sort of like walk about, like swinging his arms, bored as anything. Origi comes on 110% effort and that's why I like him because it's his drive. He might not be the best player, but he puts the effort in and that's what counts. Um, I will just also say on Liverpool, you can't talk about the team without talking about Van Dijk. His skill and his presence on the pitch. He is just undeniably cool ass. Mr. Rolls flipping Royce. Van. Yes, that's it. Hope he is an absolute monster i cannot tell you how good it feels to watch van dyke in in a liverpool shirt like so as you grow up over the years you see players like ferdinand ramos all of these kind of iconic defenders growing up you know about them these like you know real presences at the center of defense you know they're there tough guys taking no nonsense Van Dyke's that. But the thing about Van Dyke too is he's cool. He's not this kind of like arrogant footballer who walks around and knows he's really good. He's just a really casual guy. He's just so relaxed. The way he plays football is unbelievable. The elegance of his skill is I mean, he's incredible. The best clip I can tell you with Van Dyke, if you want to make a comment, I'll tell you this. There was once a, I think we were playing Brighton. I think it was Brighton away. And someone played a ball over the top. It was a one-on-one against Van Dyke. And so the ball was played over the top. Obviously, he's running. The striker's running next to him. And instead of kind of like hoofing the ball away or clearing it, he has his back to the ball. So he's running towards the goal. The ball's going over his head. He flicks it literally like as the ball is coming without really seeing it. He flicks it over the the striker and runs around them. So literally does like a full 180. If anyone wants to find that clip, look it up. Just type in Van Dyke. I don't know. Type in like Van Dyke defensive header uh, Brighton. I'm sure you'll find it. That piece of skill. Incredible. He is unstoppable yeah he's a legend who is the other one um the tall guy um oh matip he just reminds me of a maths teacher <laughs> i don't know yeah. why oh, he's a ma- he looks like a maths teacher and he looks ever so sweet 
He is he is an absolute meme in the best way. He's so funny. He's so funny. Like if you there's actually um if anyone wants to watch some funny stuff on on Twitter, if you type in no context Joel Matip, someone who creates one of Joel Matip's funniest moments. He's that guy in the Liverpool squad that I think everybody loves because he's just he's just he's not weird. He's just very funny. He's just, I think he's just a bit of a Wally. I don't yeah. know. He just gives me Wally vibes. Did you see the clip from last night? What happened with him and Henderson? Have you seen that? No. What? So, so if you watch back of the game last night when Liverpool score, uh, I think it was the second. I can't remember if it was the first or second. Anyway, Liverpool score and they're all hugging, celebrating. Matip's obviously on the bench with it. <laughs> makes me laugh with his bib on, and he he sort of runs over to them off the sideline and starts patting them on the head really hard. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Henderson turns around like I'm gonna get. I know. He's like, "What are you doing?" I need to see it. Very good for us. Liverpool take on Norwich at the at the weekend. It should be an easy three points. Um, and the second leg to the Champions League is on March the eighth. So we'll have to wait and see how that one plays out. But hopefully, Liverpool will be advancing into the quarter finals. So moving on from Liverpool. Hopefully, everyone likes Liverpool. Otherwise, they'll probably have switched off by now. What is story number two, Lewis? Hope we are talking about Mr. Tiger Woods. Oh, so, so, so scandalous. Tiger Woods in a press conference came out and said he is basically hopeful of a return to the PGA Tour, but looks like there's still a long way road back. I don't know if you remember, but actually we're going to rewind time a bit here and go back to the 23rd of February, 2021. Tiger Woods actually suffered. He was in a car accident. Do you remember that? Yes. There you go. Okay. So he hasn't actually even fully recovered from that. That's, of course, nearly a year ago from now. Um, So for anyone that's kind of forgotten about that to kind of sort of rewind and go over that, uh, he was hospitalized. And actually, the 46-year-old did admit that amputation was a possibility at the time. So in the car accident of his leg. Sorry, I was going to get to that bit. Sorry. No, no, no. Don't worry. worry. So he suffered open fractures to the lower and upper. And this is all very, like doctor scientific stuff but this is just to give you the can facts. you do your doctor voice please <laughs> he suffered open fractures to the upper and lower portions of his tibia and fibula of the right leg so there you go that's that's the important thing Brilliant. for you there um <laughs> he also the way that it was written again it's not fully known entirely but the way that kind of it was described never really was fully disclosed he suffered com i think it's called Com- comminuted open fractures which basically means his bone broke in two pieces and that the bone was out of the skin Ugh. hence the idea of um of, amp- of being amputated so thankfully obviously that didn't happen and the way it happened by the sounds was he was speeding he crossed into the other lane his car hit the curb and then he he then hit a tree and his car rolled and that's where this whole accident happened he's hopeful of recovering from these injuries the 15 time major champion did show some glimpses of his old self he actually took part in a competition with his son charlie where they were doing like a sort of a a father son competition um, yeah competing in golf and that was back in back in december and he actually described the event as the two greatest days ever so he's really pleased with how that went but by the way it's written, Hope, and the way that he was sort of talking in the press conference, sports with dummies terms, without getting too technical with golf, is that he acknowledged that his chipping and his putting, so the short range stuff, effectively like mini, so like mini golf or crazy golf, whatever you want to play. I'm quite good at that. FYI. There you go. Are you? Yeah, I done it on a date not so long ago. <laughs> Actually, it's quite a while ago now. And I done a really impressive shot. Basically, it was really wibbly wobbly and yep. it was actually up a hill. And I just whacked it once, hole in one. Whoa. It was insane. That is that is pretty cool. That is well, that's impressive. Yeah. I think that's why he didn't propose to me there and then, because <laughs> he felt threatened. 
Otherwise, he would have, I'm sure. Yeah, no, you're confident, absolutely confident. Um, <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, no, um, he's he's basically said that his short range stuff is good, but actually his long game shots aren't there yet. So he's basically said that there is still a lot of work to do because, of course, if you think about it, Hope, with the short range stuff, your body doesn't require that much twisting or contorting mm. because you've only got to sort of like gently putt the ball. Whereas when you're, you know, if you're, I don't know how many hundred yards away and you've got to absolutely belt the ball. That requires a lot of twisting and moving. Well, also, I know there's golf buggies, but there's a lot of walking involved in golf. So yes. that if he's got a bad leg. And that's exactly, you know, I hope it's funny, actually, because I was going to say that's exactly what he said. He said, you know what, for all the walking in the day, if it's just a weekend event where you sort of, you, you stand on, you know, some events, hope literally you will you'll sit on a golf buggy travel you'll hit the ball sit back on the golf buggy travel hit the ball with lots of those events you are walking there isn't that much you know there aren't that many buggies involved and so you're right that's exactly it but hopefully he'll be able to return to golf very soon um, i'm just imagining happy gilmore on my on my <laughs> are there not... alligators involved my brother obviously has spent time in florida living yeah. and playing golf in florida and there actually has been alligators on the on the golf course. Really? Yeah. Hopefully, uh, hope he'll be able to return to golf soon. I just think it's very disappointing. It's something to talk about because actually, I think this kind of demonstrates that a lot of people often imagine with uh, sports players and stuff that actually you have an injury, but there's always a return possible. And actually a bit like Tiger Woods has said here, of course he is hopeful of it, but it's still a long way. To think that this happened a year ago, this car crash, mm -hmm. the recovery, all of these things, is really sad actually. And that to think that he's one of the greatest, of course, one of the most iconic and best golf players of all time, to not be able to return would be really, really disappointing. Obviously anyone, if they injure themselves, no matter what you do as a career, is a, a bit of a rubbish time, shocking. But I can imagine that it has such a hit on your psychology if you have been injured and it's going to affect your your career, your sport. Take Harvey Elliott, for example. If you were him, you could have some deep-rooted fear about playing and it could affect your performance. And same with Tiger Woods. It might affect how he how he performs now. So can't imagine how um, how scary it would be to be injured as a professional sports person. No, you're right, exactly. And obviously the age he is, you know, he's not a young, he's also not a young golfer. He's an old he's man now. Exactly. You know, he, he actually debuted Hope 30 years ago in golf. Like he's a, you know, he's, he really is getting on. But of course, you could play golf for quite a while. Golf is a sport traditionally that you can play for a number of years. But anyway, very, very disappointing. But hopefully um, in months and well, possibly years to come, depending on this injury, he'll be able to return and get back to his best form. Hope the last, so the third and final story of the day. We're actually talking a very bizarre story that came up in the news, one that I wasn't expecting to see, and I was quite, I found quite amusing, to be fair. We're talking about darts player Gerwin Price. I'm very pleased that the word bizarre is making an appearance nah. in this series. See? It's been a while. Three episodes while. it took me. Three episodes. Yeah. I, I, it was all tactical. It was all You're tactical. warmed up now. You're warmed up. <laughs> Go on exactly. then. Tell me about Mr. Dart player. Mr. Gerwin Price. Hope, very random story for you. Do you know who Gerwin Price is? Anything about him? No, but what a cool name. There you go. So Gerwin Price is a Welsh darts player. He actually became the first Welshman to win the PDC World Championships. That's the Ali Pali darts in 2021. Um, that's him. And he's the man that every time he wins, he makes these ridiculous facial... Like, he, he goes like... Argh! Like, he does these stupid facial expressions <laughs> at the that camera. That might have been a Tyson Fury, then. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, so he actually became, the, yeah, as I said, the, the first champion. Um... Last month, so in the championship that's just gone in sort of December, January time, he lost in the quarterfinals to Michael Smith in one of the best darts games I've ever seen in my life. Genuinely, it was an astonishing game of darts. 
he threw a nine data, which is the the highest checkout score you can get. Do you know what a nine data is? I think we've spoken about that before, possibly. Yeah, because you said that um, darts, you actually have to count down from you a, do. and you want to get the lowest score. So you've remembered. That's right. It's exactly right. I'm such a genius today. I feel like hope is making me smarter. Yeah, there, 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 there you go. So fun little fact about Gerwin Price. So actually, he's played, obviously he's now playing darts. He actually was a former professional rugby player. So he played for the Glasgow Warriors, and that's in Rugby Union. And in Rugby League, he played for the South Wales Scorpions. His rugby career ended in 2014 to focus on darts, of course, has moved into this sort of moved into this darts time and obviously has paid dividends in the end because he has been a world champion um but he's set to make his boxing debut in april and boxing? yeah he's going into boxing <laughs> well yeah. i appreciate his randomness i know it's like i don't really know why but we can talk about that in a minute so uh, the 2021 champion did put on his story but kind of this surprise announcement he's taking on a man called reese evans in the fleur de lis i think it said in wales on april 9th so there you go but it's very interesting because quite a lot, of course, needs to be done for boxing. Hope boxing isn't a sport that you can kind of just casually walk into. So he did put on his story that on his Instagram story that is that he'd need to drop ten kilos in weight. He is actually probably the most ripped. He's one of the most ripped. Like he's huge. I, mean, I he's was going to say, grip. I imagine that his build, he would be going for like a heavyweight kind of title because yeah. of his. I imagine his stature is quite big if he's rugby and then darts. Oh, like he's a. I mean, he's a big, like, he's a big lad. He, like, he, he looks like a rugby player. He is he's quite controversial because, actually, his fight is sandwiched in between two rounds of darts. So the, the, the darts is called the Premier League. So it's, it's called the darts Premier League. So it's in between two rounds, two games of action. So on April 7th, Gerwin Price takes on James Wade in a big game. He thinks he's got the fight on April the 9th. And then on April, or five days later, which would be April the 14th, supposedly, he's taking on Peter Wright. But just imagine in the in the you know in the fight if he gets you know knocked out seriously and then can't throw, it's just really strange. What's that saying? Um, Jack the lad, no, no, it's master of all trades. No. Oh, Jack, no. You know what Jack it is? Jack of all trades, master of none. But it's better to be a master of none. You know no. what I was going to say? A worksman is it? Uh, I can't remember. No. It's like a worksman blames his tools or something. That's what you can say. Ten years later. It's better not to be, Gerwin. <laughs> I'm not great with the same. Do you know what, Gerwin? <laughs> Listen up, Gerwin. It's not good to be a jack of all trades and a master of none. It's better to be an expert with one and not 20. Right. Got, hope, got... I'd put a hope spin on an original saying because we can't remember the... Can't remember the original saying. And yeah. I say we, because I know you threw a few at me, Lewis, but they weren't the one I was thinking of. No. In fairness, though, Hope, in the time that we've waited, my beard has grown old and grey. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, Hope, do you know what? That is the saying exactly. So in fair play to, fair play to go in. <laughs> but okay. No, but look. Fair, fair play to go in for pushing the boat out for trying you know another sort of sport what i don't quite understand i hope is it's not as if okay let's let's give an example of tiger woods let's say for tiger woods's sake that he can't play um can't play golf anymore and so he decides all right i still want to play professional sport so he goes into darts something like that fun fact for you here you go petr Cech. when petr Cech retired from football he actually became an ice hockey player for a bit in england so he went into ice hockey so there you go as a goalkeeper um which is what he played in football so you know it would make sense to go and say there is transferable skills you can do it but it just feels a little bit like if doing free it sounds like he's really 
just trying he's trying to figure himself out yeah for sure <laughs> did you know i'm uh, sorry to mention liverpool again but did you know trent alexander um is actually really good at chess is he no i didn't know yeah that. he's like a champion wow. chess player blimey there i didn't know that fair enough wow there you dad go. told me that because he wants me to go out with him and he was like he's intelligent <laughs> oh, you, all right uh, dad i'll dm him see what happens yeah, give it a go. He's only got like you know, a million followers, or whatever. We'll be, be fine. Just, just, just drop, drop a line. Oh, shoot. You um, gotta shoot your shot, Lewis. You gotta shoot your shot. <laughs> like Michael Jordan said. Um, but no, do you know what? It'll be interesting to see how, how Gowen gets on on the 9th of April and whether he kind of decides that his career is moving in that direction or if he wants to go sort of stay in the darts lane. Either way, it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. But I'm sure that Peter Wright will be hoping he gets knocked out, of course, playing him five days later. Um, Gowen Price, I hope, is a very controversial darts player because a lot of people don't like him. Very arrogant, very flamboyant when he plays. Um, very mm, loud. A bit like Conor McGregor. Know. Yes, it, I would describe him as the Conor McGregor of darts. Like, you either love him. He's like Marmite. You love him or you hate him, and there's no in-between. Yeah. You've up the wrong way. Yeah. I can't stand him, but that's just my personal opinion because I don't like how arrogant he is. And you never know, he might be a humble man, but on when he plays, it all goes out the window. And he's also been known, there's been no fighting in darts, but he's always the man that sort of winds people up and stares people down, just like just a strange darts player. So, Like a little bit like intimidating. Yes, that's the word you go for, intimidating. So there you go. That is going Price. We'll have to wait and see how he gets on. On that merry note, that's the end of the episode. Thank you ever so much for joining us again for another week. We'll be back again next week. Make sure you're checking out the socials. Just search Sports for Dummies on all of them. We will pop up somewhere or another. You can see all details below. What else do I need to tell them? Oh, please go and review us on Apple Podcast if you like. That would really help us out. Um, and... Have a great time. Yes, everyone, have a great weekend. Hopefully Storm Dudley doesn't affect you too much. And if you're outside the UK, hopefully you've got some sunshine and sunny spells wherever you are. Have a great weekend, everybody. And we'll be back for episode four next week. P.S. Amir Khan is fighting this weekend if you want to watch it. P.S. Amir Khan's fighting. Peace. (laughs) Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.